All right, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Truth in Cannabis podcast today, brought to you by Farm True. This is Joaquin with all the boys here today, Jeff, Lucas, Manny, and Mikey. All of us are Farm True founders. We are just missing Trey, who might even walk in later if you guys are just lucky enough. Oh, <laughs> um, it is his birthday today. Happy birthday, Trey. Um, <laughs> just to let you guys know, we just wrapped up our harvest completely today, boys. Good work. <laughs> we are excited about that. Um, yeah, what do you have to say post-harvest, Lucas? Um, yeah, you know, that machine today we learned, because everyone's an expert. It's kind of what we were talking about. This is the theme and everything like that. So, uh, yeah, today harvesting, wrapping up everything like that was a little bit uh, interesting. Uh, that machine runs pretty damn good, and there's a lot of little learning curves with that. There is improvements that every, like we can all make with, uh, with a little bit of thought. We saw some things online, everything like that, that I think we can put into play this upcoming year. But overall, I think that that machine did like, I'd say like 98% efficiency. I think we had like 2% on the ground, something like that. And the 2%, what did we do? We had hands, right? For the oh, rest? Yeah. I mean, we had hands. I mean, you should have seen it today. We had like five like people out there physically chopping stuff getting them off the branches and there's like zero percent of cherry wine because the machine physically couldn't get it like it was too low to the ground so we had to like pick the machine head up a little bit to where it wouldn't be getting dirt the dirt was messing up all the bearings we blew out two different bearings it delayed us all weekend we wasted saturday sunday half of or all day yesterday half of today because we blew another one yesterday it was just like a complete waste of time so like there's a little learning curve right there because we didn't know that that machine couldn't get so low. I mean, going into it, talking to some different farmers, they're like, yeah, well, I guess since that head is so similar to yada, 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 you guys are going to run into some of those issues. So right away, boom, we're like, you know, cut it. We'll just go to the other variety, the Hulk, where it's a little bit higher statured to where you can kind of prop that up a little bit higher and you're going to still get that same efficiency. If you're going to drop a little bit, we had to add some different pieces ourselves because that machine had a design flaw right out of like out of the gate we were like what the heck's going on like who why were you guys wasting all day me and Manny I mean Manny can kind of vouch for me we showed up on day one because there was a rain delay and we're like what the hell is going on what, what is everyone doing so right away Manny found the stuff he came up with the idea to where we kind of patched that hole that was just going to eat product it was just going to turn into a mess so uh, good job Manny on that one so I think overall that machine is, is great. It, you guys should have seen it. I mean, I wish you could have had the drone out there. I mean, because just going through there would have been so cool. And but yeah, overall, yeah. Machine yeah. harvesting, you know, in a way, like people think they know what they're doing, but first year is going into the hemp field, and you're like, you know, the logistics of it aren't perfectly laid out. Like you didn't know exactly how it was gonna be. Oh, I mean, <laughs> you basically saw machine harvesters. People can be out there with hands, and you're talking about efficiencies of machine harvesters versus hands and trying to kind of figure oh, yeah, that out. Yeah. So overall, from the amount that we harvested, we did four truckloads in, well, if we didn't, if we would have known going in that you can't get so low, we would have done it in three days. Done, 20 acres, three different cuts. I mean, there's gonna be, I'm gonna have a rough estimate, like 20, 30,000 dry pounds. Dry pounds, that's not wet pounds, that's after dehydration, pulling all the moisture out, like that's, Pretty damn good. I mean, that's where that's we were at. Good. Trying to get, I mean, what do we say, a thousand pounds an acre? I mean, dry pounds, that's pretty good. I mean, what did Ed say? Ed say one two thousand, but heck, <clears throat> with all the, the loss that we had, I mean, everybody, people were disking up 
hundreds of acres throughout the state. So I mean, to say that we only had like, I don't know, 25% loss this year, that's pretty damn good as well. People were saying we're top 30% in the nation, not just the state and the whole nation. So I mean, I'm not trying to compete with those guys in Oregon and Colorado Definitely that have not. things that are <laughs> yeah. perfected. I mean, those guys literally are the experts up in their climate. We just haven't quite got there yet. So I mean, we, we will with a, kind of this first year out of the way, we'll know who's serious and who's kind of the, the phonies. That was the, the worry this year. There was a lot of phonies. I mean, we're still going through that right now with, with selling all of our products. There's still a bunch of phonies that are still trying to press gouge us and this, that every day. So, I mean. Yes, let's like talk about some of these phonies that we do see in, in the business of hemp farming and the industry right now. Like we have not only phonies trying to, I mean, hit us up on the, you know, trying to price gouge because how many people right now, supply and demand, this, that, and the other, are getting the same um, conversation from trying to sell their product. If you're a processor, then you're going to be trying to say, hey, supply is going to come up and you're going to be ripping people off. Jeff, what have you seen going out here right now, like in the market? Mm, I don't know, man. Lots, I guess. It just depends on like what stage of the selling point. You know. Let's talk about the first initial pre-sale. Let's kind of start with that. Like, let's say, hey, we didn't really even have our first COAs. We started as people with hemp in a field, and we anticipated to be able to sell this. But I mean, where did that where did that even initially begin? Shoot, <clears throat> I mean, I don't know. Uh, our farmer, he he's really looking for purchase orders right away, and you know, we we're sitting out there with no COAs, no like evidence, you know, for the fact that we would have a good crop. <laughs> Uh, but we had the fact that we have USDA certified organic land, which is really cool, um, you know, at, at the time. And so we were basically going through it with them, um, you know, blind uh, to uh, to having a legitimate crop. But, but we have you kind of have to do that. I mean, you you're, it's all these assumptions that you get based on your genetics. Like you, it's first kind of the year, way, new thing. It's everybody's not, doing not the same thing. Yeah, yeah like just, you, have to, it it. you I mean, have to do it. You have to do it. That's how that's to how put yourself goes out. Is how I'm learning. Like you you have history. You have your crops. You know you know year in and year out you can produce X Y and Z. And therefore, I can you know guesstimate I have this much. But for us, year one, we don't have that history. All we have is the history of the clones. Um, you know, we're going into it, we're like, we think we're gonna have this, you know, X amount of pounds, and we're giving, you know, guesstimates. And all just a big guessing game, but it's, I mean, it, it's kinda like you're filling everybody out, no matter what. Like, you're going out there, you're seeing what they can offer for, you know, X amount. Stage one, yeah, seeing who's kinda wants to process, who can even do it. Yeah, I mean, it's like a, a flirting game. You're, flirt, <laughs> you're out there flirting yeah. and dating with these yeah. extractors and processors and, yeah, I mean, talking up your stuff and yeah, like you have to sell it. I mean, but it's it's good stuff. It's I mean, it's fun. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, it's, it's whoever a, did this year one stuff. You you guys can completely relate. We'd love to hear your stories. Make sure to shout us out on Twitter for this kind of podcast at Farm True. If you have any interesting stories as far as your presale or anything, kind of just conversations that you had with people, funky people, we'd love to hear it. Um, going into the sales, like we start getting our COAs. And we're we're looking to do actual like legit things with our products, so it starts it starts forming out differently because you're looking within regulations, and you're looking within like yeah practicality and like risk, and you're looking at a lot of different things, logistics, moving it, and so yeah, because there's been some some news of people getting uh, like crossing state lines, their loads get seized and things like that. I mean, going from 
you have to know some states aren't legal, so you can't go through them. You have to be able to go through legal states, so that way you're not breaking any laws, blah, blah, blah. So, I mean, there's a lot of different regs, and you have to have a lot of different paperwork. I mean, we had a stack of about 20 papers that go in with all of these loads. If they had to ask different questions, we had all of our different BOLs, blah, 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 ready to go. So the logistics, it was an absolute nightmare. Right, and I, I can imagine everybody's doing that same thing, and there's people who are saying, you know, they'll put their crops in their own truck, and they're gonna drive it, <laughs> and they're gonna do it, and they'll drive it across the country if they have to, and they'll drive it right back. Like, it's just crazy. Um, I mean, our, talking our, to that, like the New Mexico <laughs> Environment Department, and like going off at the, the regulations, they're speaking to the fact that, you know, it's hardest for us to transport to a state, like Colorado, for example, is legal, um, they have you know federal or legally mar you know marijuana um, but because it's legal there they don't have to have a hemp program so because they don't have a hemp program technically we're not allowed to transport to them. Their stuff. we can't deal do business with no, them. we can't do their hemp yeah we can't but yeah their extract I and, think is okay or something yeah basically it's just kind of the something that like we're as it's developing the law is gonna we're gonna see a change before our eyes you know but we hope something like that you know will get worked out a little bit because it was a little rough this first year trying to do business with states that you couldn't yeah and i mean seeing it all map out and doing it the first year i mean oh, yeah because what they, you get experience new mexico didn't even have all the laws we went to yeah. some emergency <laughs> rule like emergency the end rule. of august and yeah. like that. shout out to the, them for putting the laws in there so we could get yeah in the economy faster yeah, yeah. Like, yeah thank <laughs> god they were yeah exactly so that way they it gave us an opportunity at least like, right. yeah, shout out to them to give us at least the chance to do business with these folks yeah. like at least they Give the regs to our name for us there. to yeah, be legal and do all these crap. safe. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're doing good things. It's Change is rough. Oh, I've already heard of a, a, a processor that had been shut down because they didn't have a license and they were trying to do it. They brought pounds in and they got shut down. Oh, yeah. wow. Completely. Quick, huh? they, it was, there's, they had acres out there, some farmers doing it, blah, blah, blah. And just like that, they got the NMED busted them. Oh, yeah. It was quick. Down their move. It's crazy. And another thing on the marketing side, we kind of fail to neglect as far as when you're out in the field and looking at plants, but you're looking at online and trying to sell your product and trying to do these different things. So you're looking at difference between credit card processors and how you market and how you like set up a, a presence, um, not only from social media, but like your SEO presence, things that terms that definitely I couldn't really even define before like how about our website yeah, yeah like website so we talked a little bit about the website switching here. this thing over a little bit we're taking the conversation to the other side of the table with Mr. Mikey yeah website's pretty nice and yeah we just kind of want to randomly talk about some of this stuff because you take for granted as as a farm and even as a business that you can Absolutely. have a fluid and functioning and beautiful website that like is there and then on top of that e-commerce on it which we are really proud and excited to do like let's I mean chat about it brother yeah so like the website it started off a little different than it looks now oh we went through a little trial and error on it yeah. uh, the early stages of it had more just of our same content our same educational stuff uh, not so much the e-commerce yet yeah sure exactly yeah. it was a different platform it like was, yeah. stuff that we wouldn't know but on your end and on the time end and the demand end, like there's a lot of stuff that's going on. It wasn't something we were trying to show Ed, and now we're like, yeah. let's show everyone. Like, that's that exciting. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah, it's amazing. Like if they haven't checked it out, check out our website there at farmtrue.care. Like it's really nice. Yeah, we uh, we chose that .care domain. It's a little different, and we put some work touching up the site. So now it's 
It's cleaned up pretty well, yeah. Yeah, like, I'm. who's selling stuff on their online websites? If you guys are doing that, please uh, shout us out. We'd love to go check out your website, maybe even check out your products as well. Um, we think it's it's cool to be able to see that. We're really only selling clothes right now and hemp accessories. Um, the advantage that we see that in this right now is kind of at least that we can't get shut down by a credit card processor because we're not selling CBD, like... Right. That's a nice True. thing. That like, is nice, yeah. we're we're not gonna really be on that game. We're on a more retail product game right now, so at least that. But of course, we want to sell hemp products and hemp derivative products online. It's gonna be something we're gonna be looking into here very shortly. Well, yeah, because we just barely got our dang uh, harvest out of the field, so I guess uh, we have to make sure that all of this the processing goes good and all of our QA is correct because we got to make sure that all the COAs still come out great for all of our customers maybe. So I guess we can't sell the products if we haven't quite made them there so we got to make sure that the quality is still there for all of our folks. Yeah. He's right. Exactly. Once we get it online we'll start navigating all the, the new challenges of dealing with credit card processing and selling CBD. That's going to be fun. I know We know there's a lot of people in that game fighting the battle. Every I mean, single there's day. been people that have asked us already for all that stuff. So I mean, it's just like, yeah, we're, we're almost yeah. there. Yeah, it's coming, coming soon. Keep checking, out, keep checking us out for sure. Yeah, I've definitely taken, not taken for granted, but like we've had people contact us about how to set up a website and this, that, and the other. And obviously, that's nothing I can really attest to. I'm just like, we are fortunate to have that in house, and you know, that's what we do, as far as part of who we are and kind of some of our identity. So it's cool to be able to work that in um, to our business. Um, another like last thing that we kind of wanted to talk about here as, as we wrap this up was just about product lines. Um, we wanted to talk about pre-rolls and smokables today. Um, just kind of wanted to see what you guys' thoughts are on smokables and, and pre-roll products um, as we are ourselves going to be looking into that product line as well. We just want to have a conversation of what makes a quality smokable to you in our, in our perception right now. Maybe on Twitter if you hear us at us and we can talk about it a little more. Um, Lucas, from a dryer's perspective, what are you looking for as a quality smokable? Because you have a lot of things to take into consideration. Um, you know, quality wise, as long as you're not sending me a bunch of dirt and things like that, or covered in oil, uh, full of like weeds, everything like that, something that can catch on fire basically, because I mean, we're not running it at super high temperatures, but we still want to make sure that the, the bed that we make inside there is is sealed. You have to make kind of a blanket to have the pressures kind of accurate in there with all the fans. I mean, you're not really putting very much heat in there, like I said, so you're not going to catch many things on fire, but it's more so to make sure that you have an even flow inside that dehydration. So if you have a bunch of different products mixed inside there, you're going to completely mess up your quality through there. So if you're sending crap, we're not running it. So, I mean, we have people that are unloading it right away, obviously. We've got armed guards out there. We have people out there. Like, it's it's intense out there. So, on a processing side, as long as, I mean, Manny's been there. Manny, you want to talk a little bit about the processing side? Yeah, well? I mean, cleanliness is key. I mean, Lucas said it. Um, it keeps everything nice and aerated. Uh, keeps things from clumping up. Um, I think that's very important because you're able to get that space, that temperature. Um, like you said, it won't catch on fire but it will get super hot if you have all that material in one area. Um, but the process is very clean, I'd like to, I'd like to add. And, and best you guys be known, these guys are dryer operators themselves, so this is their perspective of quality smokable. Not everybody gets to, to see through that lens. Like 
consumers more like me, Mikey and Jeff, ourselves, like we're looking at different things for quality smokables um, when we're looking at a product. Not different, but like we're not even necessarily thinking about that back end process. Like we're just we're just looking at you know, hey, does it smell good or does it taste good or like does it make you feel good? Like, can you feel it? The actual process of it is. I mean, I don't want to get into kind of some of the details of it, but it we can do probably about two, three. I don't want to say three, maybe two and a half truckloads of actual marijuana or not marijuana of, of hemp. If you bring one truck, we can do that at, by lunchtime. We we've already kind of not perfected it, but we have a solid method as to where we can get a quality smokable and biomass out of just your your cuts, like the way that we've done it. The top half is going to make a good quality smokable. Even in, in there in the middle, they were saying it might even look better than the top. So we are like, okay, we were thinking it's only biomass. So it might even be better on, on our end. So the way that that machine cut it, it, it also helps inside the, the dehydrator because it, it doesn't send a whole plant. You've seen some of those pictures online. It's, they're hanging up inside basketball gyms. If we send that to the dehydrator, you have to put it in all kinds of different saws. Well, we ended up having to put saws anyway. but you'd have to put a whole different series. You have to set that up, oh, it would be a mess. Like if, if So you have to make sure you have the right machine to even harvest that to send it to the dehydrator or else that could be a bit of a headache. So, yeah. So post-harvest processing. I mean, who, who as hemp farmers has been, I mean, having this sort of drama, I'm sure everybody has, everybody's sick of harvest already in some <laughs> sort of way or another. I mean, everybody's working, sweating, dirty, like this is, I mean, you can feel it out there on Instagram and, I mean, Twitter, social media. You can see everybody in their farms. People are working hard. It's not something you necessarily would love to spend every single day of your life doing. So, Yeah, there's a lot of manual labor out there going. We were talking, me and Manny, to the people out there in the field, and we have some connections now kind of with some people up in Oregon. They have, like, a crew. Our crew here has a separate crew up there that have all these hands doing all this stuff like I'll show you guys the videos later it's incredible we have a connection to if we want to go and do the greenhouse type stuff next year we can do their physical process it's like they videotaped it it's like <laughs> they shouldn't be showing us all that material yeah. so I mean, we're going to be using that material for sure because we it's going to make our process so much better like I, I cannot even explain but anyway so yeah, wrapping this thing up, guys. You guys have anything else to, I mean, want to chat about tonight on this initial, you know, full team podcast here? Anybody? You know? Okay, cool. Well, be sure to check us at online, Twitter at Farm True, Instagram at Farm True, LinkedIn at Farm True, Facebook. <laughs> find us everywhere. Shop our hemp store. You guys, um, <laughs> for, <check> us out. <laughs> exactly, literally, <laughs> consulting work. Seriously, hit us up. We have um, spent a long year grinding through this. So if you're looking into this for next year, if you're looking into this, um, even for processing this fall yeah next a lot of things summer, like the, the whole bit i mean if you have, yeah, yeah. We yeah. Have all the infrastructure if you guys need help we can set it up even to trucking i mean i don't want to get into the transportation just because that part's tough but other than that i think we're pretty sound perfect okay guys wrapping up from farm true this has been uh, the truth in cannabis podcast thank you have a great night